0: to Thee, O Lord, do I lift up my soul. God, I trust in Thee, O Lord. Let me never be ashamed of Thee, O Lord. I will bless Your name, God. Truly, You are Lord. Truly, You are God. Truly, You are the Savior. Praise God. What a mighty God we serve. Oh, yes. He's worthy of our praise. He's worthy of our glory. Hallelujah. 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 Praise God. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Praise God. So good to be in the house of the Lord. Thank you for praying for us while we were gone. Amen. Praise God. Thank God for his hand of mercy and protections to take us and bring us. Amen. Back. Amen. I understand you guys was having a great time. I could have just stayed gone. Amen. So, amen. But God is good amen well we want to get right into our lesson tonight amen last month hopefully now you've got two memory verses already memorized amen we started out the year talking about overcoming self and last month we talked about overcoming the world and tonight we want to talk about this month we're going to talk about overcoming traditions overcoming traditions amen is there any questions from last month or the month before overcoming self overcoming the world uh, hopefully now you understand when we make the comment, the world, we're not talking about everything out there. You know, even Jesus says that, you know, he didn't pray that God would take his disciples out of the world, but that the world through him might be safe. You know, we're in the world. God's got a purpose for your life here in this world. The things we've got to just overcome is the lust. Amen. The lust of the flesh, the lust of the eye, and the pride of life. If we bring these things under subjection, we can overcome. We can be victorious. Amen. And so this is what God desires of us is to grow in him and to build that relationship. And so Jesus has told us if we keep our eyes single, our whole body will be full of light. And that means stay focused on him. Set your affections, Paul says in Colossians 3, on things above and not things of this earth. Amen. Because your life is hid in Christ. So that when Christ appears, you can also appear with Him in glory. Amen? And this is what you're doing. You're going to a better place. Amen? And it, and, and if you build that relationship with Christ, and you walk with Christ, and just stay focused with Him, you, you'll see you will have joy unspeakable and full of glory. Amen? You will see that you will have abundant life. Don't get into the habit of of, of murmuring and complaining and bickering and gossip and all that stuff those things are not a Christ, okay you know when you talk to somebody on the phone you want to be an encourager you want to be an edifier you want to build people up you don't want to talk about somebody else's life amen because you know you don't know where people are and so therefore you want to be the best you can amen and always remember the golden rule do unto other people if you would have them to do unto you amen and that's just what Christians should be doing. We should overcome the world. Amen. Don't focus on this place because you're not staying here. <laughs> One day we all got to stand before the judgment seats of Christ to give an account of what we've done in this body. And so we want to make sure that we're ready to go. So tonight we're, we're talking from Colossians. Colossians chapter 2. If anybody needs a lesson, there is still some up here. I'm sorry. Amen. If you want the lessons in the soft copy and stuff, you know, in your iPad so you can study your iPads and through the iPads and have it bring and pull it up, you know, you need one, sir? You okay? You don't feel good? Oh, just getting old. Man, you're getting old, man. You're getting old. They're just. Oh, I'm sorry. Just got on. Hey, huh? Just got on. Yeah, miss on his call. Uh, all right. So we're talking about overcoming tradition tonight. Amen. Colossians chapter 2, verse 8. Beware lest any man is for you through philosophy and vain deceit after the tradition of men, after the rudiments of the world, and not after Christ. Amen. There are many men and women who are earnestly seeking amid the maze of men's tradition to find the true doctrine of our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. We want to make sure that we have the true doctrine. Amen. There's many false doctrines, false prophets, but we want to make sure that we have the true doctrine Of Jesus Christ. When we build our relationship with Christ, we will begin to walk in that doctrine. Paul told Timothy in 2 Timothy 3.16, he says, "...all scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction and instructions and righteousness, that the man of God may be perfect, thoroughly furnished unto all good works." Amen. He also says in Romans 16:17 mark them which cause offence contrary to the doctrine which you have received and avoid them amen Miriam Webster defined tradition as an inherited established a customary pattern of thoughts, actions, or behavior, such as religious practice or social custom. A belief or story or a body of beliefs or stories related to the past that are commonly accepted as historical, though not verifiable. The, the handing down of information, beliefs, and customs by words or mouth or by example from one generation to another without written instruction. The religious leaders asked Jesus in Matthew 15, verse 1 and 2, Why do thy disciples transgress the tradition of the elders? For they wash not their hands when they eat bread. To which Jesus replied, Why do you also transgress the commandments of God by your tradition? See? See? So we have traditions of God. And we have tradition of men. Amen. So we have to make sure that we know the difference between the two so that we do not be led astray by tradition of men. So why do we need to overcome traditions? Traditions may pervert the gospel of Christ, hinder our relationship with Christ, and cause us to miss heaven. Therefore, we must take heed to the prophet Jeremiah's words. Thus saith the Lord, Stand ye in the way, and see, and ask for the old paths. Where is the good way? And walk therein, and ye shall find rest. For your soul. Amen. Stand and ask where's the good old ways. Amen. And get in the right path. Get in the right way. Amen. So that you're walking according to the words of God. So during these lessons, we're going to look at some traditions of men that we must overcome. And the first tradition that we want to look at tonight is confession of man for forgiveness of sin and salvation. Sadly to say, so many people in the world today are going to man for their forgiveness, amen, and their salvation. Paul told Timothy in First Timothy 2, 5, For there is one God and one mediator between God and men, the man... Christ Jesus, who gave Himself a ransom for all, to be testified in due time. Whereunto I am ordained a preacher and an apostle. I speak the truth in Christ and lie not. I teach of the gent a teacher of the Gentiles, and faith in verity or in faith and truthfulness or truth. Amen. So we have to be teachers of truth. We have to follow in. The pattern that God has already established. Again, Merriam-Webster defined a mediator as one that mediates between parties at variance. The Greek word for mediator is mesatasi, a go-between. That is, by implication, a reconciler or a mediator. Amen. In 2 Corinthians 5, 8, go there for a minute. Amen. Paul's talking about being reconciled. Amen. 2 Corinthians 5, 8. We are confident, I say, and willing rather to be present, to be absent from the body, but to be present with the Lord. Go to verse 18. Okay. And all things are of God who have reconciled us to himself by Jesus Christ and has given to us the ministry of reconciliation. See, the gospel is designed to bring you to Christ. It is to bring you into that relationship. That's why when we repent of our sins, We're baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ for the remission of our sins. We're filled with the baptism of the Holy Ghost with the initial evidence of speaking in other tongues as the Spirit of God gives the utterance. It pulls us. It draws us to Christ. We are reconciled. We are joined to Him. This is why Jesus said, No man can come unto the Father but by me. Amen. So we are reconciled to Jesus Christ. Amen. So how does... You know, confessing to man for forgiveness of sin and salvation hinders the gospel. How would you say it hinders the gospel? It doesn't work. Amen. Amen. You can't put your trust in the flesh. Say again. Everybody's got an opinion somewhere in this stuff, don't they? Okay. Okay? <laughs> Amen. Amen. Say again. <laughs> okay. Okay. So this can hinder the gospel. See, if we're confessing the man, we put our trust in man. You know, David says some trust in chariots and some in horse, but we will remember the name of the Lord, our God. Amen. We've got to learn to trust in Christ. If I depend on man to take care of all my circumstances and all my situations, I will get start putting my trust in that man and I will not trust in God. Amen. It is better to trust in the Lord than to put confidence in man. It is better to trust in the Lord than to put confidence in princes. Look at John chapter 20, verse 23. John 20 and verse 23. Amen. Whosoever sins, ye remit, they are remitted unto them. And whosoever sins, ye retain, they are retained. Now, a lot of people think this means that I, as a minister, has the ability to forgive you of your sins. I don't have that power. God did not give me that power to forgive you of your sins. Amen. You can come sit and talk to me in a box all day long. I I cannot forgive you of your sins. Nobody can do that but God only. Amen. Amen. This is one of the traditions that has to be overcome by people if you're going to be saved. Man cannot forgive you of your sins. Nowhere in Scripture do you find any of Jesus' apostles, prophets, telling somebody their sins is forgiven. Nowhere. Amen. You don't find anywhere in Scripture anybody baptizes anybody in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost. Amen. These are traditions of man that's got to be overcome. It is not in the scripture. Amen. Jesus kept that authority to himself. Amen. The only way, if you look at Mark chapter 2, Mark chapter 2 verse 7, the religious leaders, amen, when Jesus was in the house and they took the roof off the top of the house and they let down the man on the, the stretcher which is born before. And when Jesus saw the faith of his friends, he said to the man sick of the palsy, Thy, thy sins be forgiven thee. And the religious leaders said to him, "Why if he blaspheme? Who can forgive sins but God only? Amen. Only God can forgive sins. Man cannot forgive you of your sins. So re- remember that. When Jesus was telling them whosoever sins they remit, they will be remitted. Whoever be retain, they will be retained. In other words, what Jesus was said to them, according to Acts 2.38, if they receive the gospel, they repent of their sins, and they're baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of their sins, their sins are being remitted and being removed. But if they reject the gospel, amen, then their sins would remain. Amen. Because without the shedding the blood, there is no remission. And without applying the blood to your life, there is no remission of sins. That's why Jesus put the pattern in place. Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins. And you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. Amen. So your sins can be remitted only when you repent. You're baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. And you will receive the baptism of the Holy Ghost. 1 John chapter uh, chapter 1, verse 9 and 10. Amen. John tells us if we confess our sins, He, not me, (laughs) He is faithful. And just to forgive you of your sins. And to cleanse you from all unrighteousness. Amen. If we say we have no sins, we make him a lie, and his word is not in his. Notice, he forgives you of your sins. Amen. The overall objective of the gospel is to bring men to that state of repentance. This is why Paul says in 2 Corinthians 7 and 10, Godly sorrow, work of repentance to salvation. Not to be repented of. In other words, when you realize your sins, you should do something about it. Amen. And that comes with confessing those sins to Christ so that you can be forgiven of those sins. I do not have the power to forgive you. In Acts 2.38. Amen. They was pricked in their hearts. And they said to Peter and the rest of the apostles, Men and brethren, what shall we do? Peter said, Repent. And be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the remission of sins. And you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. For the promise is to you, to your children, and all that are far off, even as many as the Lord our God shall call. So if I think man can forgive me of my sins, then why do I need the gospel? What do I need God in my life? You know? Brother Rich, you can forgive me, man. Just lay your hands on me and say in the hell, mirror is full of grace and I'm good to go. <laughs> you know? <laughs> Amen. See, if I put my trust in man, I don't need God. See? And this is what happens a lot of times. We can get so used to trusting man for everything that when we need God, we won't go to Him. See? And this is why we have to wake up and realize this. Amen. Look at John chapter 9, verse 39 through 41. Amen. John chapter 9, verse 39 through 41. And Jesus said, For judgment I am come into this world, that they which see might, see not, might see. In other words, Jesus says, I'm come to give you life, to bring eyesight to you. Amen. To open your blinded eyes. You remember he says that in, in Luke 4, right? Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to preach the gospel before. He has sent me to heal the broken heart, preach the liver, recover cover of sight to the blind. See, the world out there is a lot of people is blind. You keep trusting in man, you're always going to be blind. Jesus says if the blind lead the blind, they both going to fall in the ditch. See? So therefore... He's come to bring us sight. The gospel opens our eyes. This is why Paul says in 2 Corinthians 4, 3, he says, that the gospel be hid, it's hid to them who is lost, in whom the God of this world is blinded the minds of them that believe not, lest the glory of the gospel of Christ should be revealed. See, your eyes are to be opened. You are supposed to be able to see. Once you come in that relationship and understanding of Christ, You're supposed to follow him, and not man. Amen. So notice what Jesus says. Amen. That they see not, might see, and they which see might be made blind. In other words, there's people out there saying, oh, you can't tell me anything. I know what I'm doing. Oh, really? Amen. And that's what Jesus said. And said, some of the Pharisees which were with him heard these words. They said to him, are we blind also? Uh, and Jesus said to them, if you were blind, you should have no sin. But now you, say, you see, your sins remain. In other words, you could have had your sins forgiven. I would have forgave you. But what did they do? They rejected him. And so, and as a result, their sins remained. When you try to share the truth of the gospel and people reject it, they're going to keep walking in sin. And there is an end state. There is consequences down the road. Amen. So they retain. That's why the Bible says, He that be an awful reprove, hardened his neck, shall suddenly be destroyed. And that without remedy. Proverbs 29.1 So therefore, we have to obey the truth of the gospel when we hear it. James says, Don't just be a hearer of the word. You've got to be a doer of the word. Amen. Praise God. Look, go to 1 Kings chapter 8. Let's go back to 1 Kings chapter 8, verse 33 through verse 36. 1 Kings chapter 8. Solomon in his prayer when he's dedicating the temple, notice what he says here. You know, he's the most wisest guy. God has, you know, made him wise and everything else. So he should be able to forgive people of their sins, right? He's got all the wisdom, but notice what Solomon said. He's praying. He says, When thy people Israel be smitten down before thine enemies because they have sinned against thee and shall turn again to thee and confess thy name and pray and make supplication unto thee in this house, then hear thou in heaven and forgive the sins "...of thy people Israel, and bring them again unto the land which thou gavest unto their fathers. When heaven is shut up, and there is no rain, because they have sinned against thee, if they pray towards this place, and confess thy name, and turn from their sins, when thou afflictest them, then hear thou in heaven, and forgive the sins of thy servants." And of thy people Israel, that thou teachest them the good way wherein thou should walk. They should walk, amen, and give rain unto thy land, which thou hast given to thy people for an inheritance. So notice, Solomon says, if they sin and they turn to you, then you forgive them from heaven. I don't have that power down here. To do that. Only He has that power, say, to do that. And so we have to realize this as we grow in Christ. Amen. We don't confess our sins, amen, to man. We confess our sins to God. Amen. Even Joseph and Daniel told the king that, hey, we don't even interpret dreams. The king says, we heard that you can interpret dreams. They said, no, that comes from God. Amen. Don't don't be trusting, thinking I'm doing this. Amen. He's the only one that does this. So if you would read Genesis 41, verse 14 through 16. Amen. You see Joseph here. Amen. In Genesis 40, 41, verse 14 through 16. Then Pharaoh sent and called Joseph and they brought him hastily out of the dungeon, and he shaved himself and changed his raiments and came unto Pharaoh. Amen. And Pharaoh said to Joseph, I have dreamed a dream, and there is none that can interpret it. And I have heard say thee, that thou can understand to dreams to interpret it. And Joseph answered Pharaoh said, It's not in me. God shall give Pharaoh an answer peace. Because see, if, if, if it's in me, then you're going to trust in me. See? It's God. It's always God. Amen. He gets the glory. Amen. He's the one that does these things. He alone is able to do this. Amen. So we have to realize that because neither is there salvation, Acts 4.12, and any other. For there is none other name in heaven given to man whereby we must Be saved. Amen. It is the name of Jesus Christ. So the tradition of trusting in man. Amen. Must be broken. Overcome. Amen. We've got to put our trust in the Lord. Amen. As the psalmist says in Psalms 118. It is better to put your trust in the Lord. Than to put confidence in man. Amen. Because man will fail you. Amen. And so you need to keep your focus. On the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. In Ephesians 2, 8 and 9, Paul tells us, by grace are you saved and not of work, lest any man bo- boast. It is the gift of God. You got some people that think, amen, You all you got to do is just confess and you are saved or, uh, or through the grace you are saved. Amen. That's not what he's saying. Amen. Yes, it's by the grace of God because you can't earn salvation. God's love, His mercy towards us is the reason we're saved. But we still got to confess. We still got to repent. We still got to be baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. And we still have to have the gift of the Holy Ghost. It's God's mercy and grace that saves us. And so we have to understand that. Don't get caught up in that tradition that... Because of God's grace, you don't have to repent. You don't have to be baptized. You don't have to have the Holy Ghost. Amen. Those are traditions of men, because men is misunderstanding the word and scripture of Almighty God. Amen. So we have to follow the pattern that God has set up for us. Amen. Baptism is not a work. It is an obedience to the command of God for the remission and of our sins. Amen praise god and Luke 24 the lord says that repentance and remission of sins must be preached in my name amongst all nations beginning at jerusalem <laughs> okay heaven <laughs> amen so 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 we have to to follow the pattern that god has established for us amen if 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 Jesus has, notice, repentance and remission of sins must be preached in my name amongst all nations, beginning at Jerusalem. And that's why on the day of Pentecost, the apostles are in Jerusalem. And this is why Peter comes out with Acts 2.38. Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the remission of sins. And you shall receive the Holy Ghost. Peter didn't stand there and says, hey, put your trust in me, you know, and I'm going to I'm gonna forgive you of your sins, and you're going to be okay. No. Amen. We have to follow the pattern. So how did this hinder the gospel? It prevents you from drawing closer to God. Amen. It prevents you from going to Him in the time of need. It prevents you, amen, from following the Word of God. Amen. Because you could, you're putting your trust in man and not in God. Amen. So you don't want to depend on man for your salvation. He can't do it for you. Amen. It is better to trust in the Lord and to put confidence in man. Because man is weak. But God is almighty. Amen. His name shall be called Wonderful, Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, and the Prince of Peace. Amen. All power, Jesus says in Matthew twenty eight eighteen, is given unto me. Amen. He's almighty. He is the Almighty God. He's El Shaddai. Amen. Jehovah, the Lord Jehovah, the Almighty God. Because man is selfish, but God is benevolent. Amen. Praise God. Because man is often faithless and deceitful, but God never. Amen. He's always faithful. Bible said this is a faithful saying. Amen. God is faithful. And moreover, it's required of stewards that a man be found faithful. Amen. Because we have to follow God's pattern. Because there are emergencies as depths in which man cannot aid us, however faithful, kind, and friendly he may be. But there's no circumstances in this life and none in death where God cannot exist and Because the abilities of man to help us pertain at best only to his present life, the power of God will be commensurated with eternity forever and ever and ever and ever. Amen. So you want to put your trust in God. I will never leave you. Amen. Nor forsake you. I'm as close as the mention of my name. Reach out and touch the Lord as He goes by. You'll find He's not too busy to hear your heart cry. He's passing by this moment. Your need to supply. So reach out and touch the Lord as He passes by. Amen. God will be there for you. When everybody else turn their back on you, He'll be right there with you. He'll hold your hand. He will comfort you. He will strengthen you. Amen. Praise God. Amen. In Ezekiel 14, verse 12 through 20 on your paper there, The word of the Lord came again to me, saying, Son of man, when the land sinneth against me by trespassing grievously, then will I squish out my hand upon it, and will break the staff of the bread thereof, and will send famine upon it, and will cut off man and beast from it. Now, why am I going to put my trust in somebody that... God has said, I'm going to cut him off. (laughs) Amen. Though these three men, Noah, Daniel, and Job, were in it, they shall deliver but their own souls by their righteousness, saith the Lord God. If I cause noisome beasts to pass through the land, and they spoil it so that it be desolate, that no man may pass through because of the beast. Though these three men was in it, as I live, saith the Lord God, they shall deliver neither sons nor daughters. They only shall be delivered, but the land shall be desolate. If I bring a sword upon that land and say, Sword, go through the land, so that I cut off man and beast from it. Though these three men were in it, As I live, saith the Lord God, they shall deliver neither sons nor daughters, but they only shall be delivered themselves. Or if I send a pestilence into that land and pour out my fury upon it in blood and cut off it from man and beast, though Noah, Daniel, and Job were in it, as I live, saith the Lord God, they shall deliver neither son nor daughter. They shall but deliver their own souls and by their righteousness." If man can only save himself, how is he going to save you? He can't do it. The only thing I can do is give you directions to get on the right path. Amen. I got to save myself. That's why Peter says, "Save yourselves from this untoward generation." Amen. Man can't save you. I can. All I can do is throw you the life vest. (laughs) You know. If you don't take a hold of it, you know, there's nothing I can do. I preach the gospel. I try to show you that this is the way, the plan of salvation, but I can't forgive you. You have to accept what is being said. You have to take hold of it. You have to go to God and repent and ask him to forgive you of your sin because he's faithful and just to forgive you when you ask him, amen, and cleanse you from all unrighteousness. Amen. So this is what we have to learn how to do and not trust in man and put our confidence in the Lord. So how does one overcome tradition? Amen. As it said there on your paper, they go straight to God for their forgiveness and their salvation. Straight to God. Amen. David, when Nathan came to David... And told David his sin. David did not. Says, Nathan, oh, Nathan, you're the prophet, man. Forgive me. Forgive me, man. Please forgive me. David says, no, I've sinned against God. And in Psalms 51, what did he say? Have mercy upon me, Pastor Parker. Huh? No. He says, have mercy upon me, O Lord. Amen. According to the multitude of our loving kindness, Amen. According to the multitude of your tender mercies, He says, "Blot out my transgressions, wash me thoroughly from my sins." He went to God. He went directly to God, not to man, Amen. He went straight to God, Amen. You know, I don't know I, if you look at Psalms 51 so closely, Amen. Because David is in a very broken and contract state here. Amen. And is the prayer that I think we all should get into the habit, you know, of looking at constantly and begin to follow some of these Psalms because the things that are written are written for our examples. Amen. To realize, Amen, that we can go to God. Amen. We don't have to carry our sins. We don't have to keep be burdened down. The Bible tells us to cast all our cares upon the Lord because He careth for us. Amen. So David, amen, he goes immediately to the Lord. And he began to cry out to God to forgive him. And God forgave him of his sins. And the Bible says that David was called what? A man after God's own heart. Amen. Because this is what God wants. He's made the pattern for us. He's made the plan for us. He's not willing that any should perish, but that all come to repentance. Amen. Then therefore we need to follow the pattern. Amen. You're gonna make some mistakes, but you don't have to run to me. (laughs) I can't do, I can't forgive you of your sins. You got to go to God. Amen. Cast your cares upon Him, same way I have to do it. Amen. Praise God. Amen. Look at Isaiah 38, verse one and two. Hezekiah. Amen. Who know what Hezekiah's problem was? Pride. Pride. There you go, brother Wayne's man. You got a man. He's good at this stuff, huh? He's got scripture all in his toenails. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Pride. Hezekiah had, had, had received so much stuff that he let pride get in the way. You know, God, in, in the 2nd Chronicles, because you read it, God says, okay, I'm going to watch him and see what he's going to do. He let pride get in his way. Amen. We talked a little bit about that last month, didn't we? Pride of life. It <laughs> take you out every time. Amen. Amen. Notice Isaiah 38. And those days was King Hezekiah sickened to death, and Isaiah, the prophet came to son of Amos, came unto him and said, Thou saith the Lord, set thine house in order, for thou shalt die and not live. And Hezekiah says, Isaiah, no, please forgive me. Oh Isaiah, please forgive me. No. Then Hezekiah turned his face to the wall and prayed to the Lord. <laughs> he went to, straight to God yeah. and he says verse 3 remember now O Lord I beseech thee how I have walked before thee in truth and in a perfect heart and have done that which is good in thy sight and Hezekiah wept sore that means boy he was in total repentant state cause godly sorrow work of repentance Amen. That's why David was on his face for seven days crying. Amen. And weeping unto the Lord. True repentance. Sincere repentance of sins. You're going to cry. You're going to recognize how bad your sins are. And you want to get rid of it. That's why David says a broken heart and a contrite spirit, O God, you will not despise. Amen. Truly sincere sorrow will bring tears amen you know it's just like you I don't know if you've ever seen people that's getting ready to, to go to go to jail you know in that courthouse you you got grown men and women crying like red cheese man I mean they tears is running down their face they're they're remorseful you know and they're trying to get some leniency and they're they're crying. They're bawling their hearts out because they want forgiveness. They want, you know, some remission here, you know, for what they're getting ready to go through. And they're, they're asking for leniency. You know, they're sorry. They're truly, some of them are truly sorry for what they have done, you know, and stuff. And so they do. They weep. And so that's why, amen. We have godly sorrow. Work it. We print his salvation, amen. And so, when God saw Hezekiah's heart, when He saw amen uh, David's heart, God forgave them, amen, and He restored them. Hezekiah got fifteen more years of life, amen. God told Isaiah, he says, and Isaiah was leaving. And the, and the Lord says, no, go back and tell him. He's not going to die, but he's going to live. And the sign, I'm going to show him he'll live. I'm going to even move the clock back 10 degrees. You know? And scientists confound the day about the time. They they realize the, the earth is off 10 degrees. And they're trying to figure it out. <laughs> Read the scriptures. Amen. God moved it back. Amen. For Hezekiah. And he gave him 15... More years of life, Amen. What a mighty God, Amen. So we have to trust in God. But if if Hezekiah was says, Oh Isaiah, man, you got to forgive me. Oh Isaiah, you got to forgive me, and didn't go to God, he'd have been gone. Because God says, set your house in order, Amen. And this is key, Amen. Here for you and I, Amen. We we go to God, not to man. And Romans ten ten. The Bible tells us, with the heart, men believe unto righteousness. And with the mouth, confession is made to salvation. See? Again, another another misunderstanding of scriptures. See? Because what this is saying here, amen, once you believe in the Lord, you realize, I need to do what is right. And then you begin to confess to God and ask God to forgive you. And as a result, then it brings about salvation. See, some people just say, all you got to do is just confess with your mouth and believe in your heart and you're saved. No, that's not the Scripture. Paul is writing to the church. This church is probably, you know, by the time this letter is written, the New Testament church has probably been in existence 70, 80 years. These people are already saved. He's writing to them. And if you go to go to go to verse one, he's writing to the church, and Paul in the tenth chapter here is he's trying to explain to the church about the Jews. His audience is the Gentiles, but he's trying to explain to them. About the Jews. Because Paul writes this letter from Rome. He's in prison. Okay. And so notice what he says in verse 1. Brethren. My heart and desire and prayer to God. For Israel is. That they might be saved. See. Because the Jews rejected Jesus as their savior. See. This is why the the apostle says. Hey. Paul says to the Jews, he says, it was for you first. You was the chosen of God. He came for you. He came to bring you the truth of the gospel. But you rejected him. And so he turned to the Gentiles. So now he's trying to tell the church, brethren, my heart and desire is for Israel, the nation, that they will be saved. Verse 2. Amen. Amen. Notice what he says. He said they have, I bury the record. He said they got a zeal of God, but not according to knowledge. Amen. The Jews was following the laws of Moses. Amen. That's why they rejected Christ. They had a zeal for the thing. That's why they went about and killed the Lord. They had a zeal, but they didn't have it in the knowledge to go with it. Zeal without knowledge a kill you. You know? You've got to have the knowledge to go with what you're doing. Paul says, some have not the knowledge of Christ. And I speak that to your shame. See, all these people that say, saying, all you got to do is confess. You know, all you got to do is do this, do this. They have a zeal for the things of God. But it's not, they don't have the knowledge. This is why we have to present the love of the gospel, uh, the truth of the gospel in love. To try to bring them that understanding. Amen. So that they can understand. Supposedly they have, you know, a barren record that he's got a zeal but not according to knowledge. Verse 3. For they being ignorant of God's righteousness and going about to establish their own righteousness have not submitted themselves to the righteousness of God. They're not following God's way. They're following their own traditions. They're following the tradition of man and not God. See? Because God's righteousness speaks on this wise, verse 4. For Christ is the end of the law of righteousness to everyone that believes. Amen. Verse 5. For Moses described the righteousness which is of the law, that the man which does these things shall live by them. Verse 6. But the righteousness which is of faith speak on this wise, saying, In thy heart, who shall ascend up to heaven? That is, to bring Christ down again. No, we're not doing that anymore. Amen. Verse 7. Or who shall descend in the depths? That is, to bring Christ up from the dead again. No, we ain't doing that either. But what saith it? The word is nigh thee even in thy mouth and in thy heart, that is the word of faith which we preach, that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus Christ, and shall believe in thy heart that God has raised him from the dead, you shall be saved. So Paul has said, if Israel would just get on board, amen, and confess Jesus, they can be saved. Amen, it's what he's saying here. If they begin to repent, and confess them as their Lord, they can be saved. Amen. Next scripture. For with the heart, man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth, confession is made to salvation. Amen. Verse 11. For the scripture said, whosoever believe on him shall not be ashamed. For there is no difference between the Jew and the Greek. For the same Lord over all is rich unto all that call upon him for whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved how then shall they call on him in whom they have not believed and how shall they believe in him in whom they have not heard and how shall they hear without a preacher and how shall they preach except they be sent as it is written how beautiful are the feet of them that bring the gospel of peace and bring glad tidings of good things amen Verse 16, but they have not obeyed the gospel. See, he says, Israel hasn't obeyed the gospel. You can't be saved outside of the gospel. The death, the burial, and the resurrection of Jesus Christ. None of us can be saved without repentance, baptism in the name of the Lord Jesus, and the infillment of the Holy Ghost. The scripture tell us, if any have not the spirit of Christ, he's none of his. Amen. If I've never washed away my sins in the name of Jesus Christ, I'm still carrying them around. Amen. 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 Praise God. Next verse. So then faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Verse 18. But I say, have they not heard? Yes, verily. The sound went into all the earth. Amen. He's quoting here verse, Psalms 97, I meant 719. Amen. And their words unto the end of the world. Amen. That, that came from Psalms 19, if you ever want to look that up. Amen. But I say, did not Israel know? First Moses says, I will provoke you to jealousy by them that are no people and by a foolish nation I will anger you. Verse 20. But Isaiah was very bold and said, I was fond of them that sought me not. I was made manifest unto them that asked not of me. But to Israel, he said, all day long have I stretched forth my hand unto a disobedient and gang said people. See? All day long. God says, I tried to draw you. I came. Amen. That's why he told the Jews, if if." If if you could see, you wouldn't have any sins. See, but they would kept following tradition of man, and as a result, they missed the mark. Amen. They just kept seeing him and, and and saying, you know, you know, he's just a man like everybody else. But Almighty God was walking right among them. Amen. So we have to make sure, amen, that. We don't put our trust in man and confidence in man, but we put our trust and confidence in the Lord. Philippians 4, 6, and 7 says, Amen. Rejoice in the Lord every morning. Again, I say rejoice. Amen. Let your moderation be known unto man. Be careful for nothing, but in everything with prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. And the peace of God, which passeth all understanding, will keep your hearts in mind through christ jesus amen so we have to get into this mindset amen that we don't trust in man amen we put our confidence and our trust in the lord because if i trust in man for my for my forgiveness of my sins and my salvation i'm going to wind up short amen because we all have to stand before the judgment seats of god amen to give an account of the things which are done in this life amen and so we need to be wise amen when when the veil of the temple was rent when jesus died on the cross the bible says that the veil of the temple was rent from top to bottom to give us free access to come boldly to the throne of grace we can go straight to jesus christ ourselves amen we don't we don't need the old the priest to to take the blood in for me amen I can go before God myself. Amen. So, we want to make sure that we overcome these traditions that are st- starting to build up across the land and into many people's lives. And it starts with you and I having a clear understanding of who Jesus is. Amen. And what he desires of us. Amen. So, this month we're going to be talking about overcoming traditions. Next month, next week we'll be talking about overcoming prejudice. And then we'll go into victimization and also enabling. Amen. Praise God. All right.